This is the time of year when many people have home gardens and they've been involved this spring with preparing the soil and then choosing what seeds they want to plant and then figuring out rows and, and uh, hills for planting the seeds and how deep to put the seeds and making sure the soil is dry enough to receive the seeds and you put them in the ground and then you wait. And it's this wonderful feeling, even though I've been gardening for years, of something's going on below the surface, something that I can't see. Um, I just have to trust. And then all of a sudden, these plants start coming up. And how is that? I, I continued, it's just still a miracle to me, wondrous. Sometimes I get impatient. I want the seeds to get up a little quicker. But it doesn't seem to matter whether I'm impatient or not. They're going to come up when they're going to come up. Now, I've got a friend that swears she says she soaks her seeds overnight. But she still has to wait. She still has to wonder about that mystery of the plant underneath the surface growing. This is nothing new. This has been going on as long as there have been plants and people. And so Jesus uses this image to tell us in a parable about the kingdom of God. He says, this is how it is with the kingdom of God. It is as if a man were to scatter seed on the land and would sleep and rise night and day, and through it all the seed would sprout and grow. He knows not how. What does that mean with relationship to the kingdom of God? Well, I'll tell you what I think it could mean. God's kingdom what God wants for all of us is a kingdom of love and mercy and justice and compassion. And this kingdom, it began with Jesus when God became one of us, that Jesus entered into our world and that inaugurated the kingdom. And, and Jesus' miracles and his healings are signs to us that the kingdom has begun. But the kingdom has not yet been brought to fulfillment. That'll happen in the end time. But in the meantime, as people of faith, we are called to notice signs of God's kingdom breaking in in our midst. And we are called to cooperate with God, to be the seeds, to, to sow seeds, and then to allow God to do God's work. And I think, for me, this is a helpful image because it's an encouraging image. Sometimes it may seem like our efforts to put faith into practice really isn't yielding very many results. Well, the image of the seed reminds us, keep at it. In ways we do not know, God is bringing to fulfillment his purpose. God will see to the growth. I think about prayer. You know, we all know that we're meant to pray, and yet sometimes we get discouraged in our prayer, and we think, oh, I just get distracted, and how do I know if God's involved or it's just me talking to myself? Well, keep at it. Keep opening yourself to God at work in you. Allow God to pray in you. Just create that space for God to act.
and trust like just like that seed underneath the surface. God is at work. Now, with these seeds that God might be inviting us to plant, it happens in a lot of different ways. Um, maybe it's to serve as a scout leader or a catechism teacher or doing something for God's creation or forgiving someone who has hurt us or listening to someone or, or lending a hand, uh, any number of things. Uh, we're called to be God's instruments, but and sometimes we see the results, sometimes we may never see them in our lifetime, and yet we trust God is doing something. Now, at the end of that parable, Jesus says, when the grain is ripe, he wields a sickle at once, for the harvest has come. The harvest is a biblical image for the final judgment. That's what we hear about in our second reading, Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. Paul writes, We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each may receive recompense according to what he did in the body, whether good or evil. Two weeks ago, I talked about the Creed, both the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed, and in both of them, we hear, Jesus will come to judge the living and the dead. Now, when we hear about that final judgment, sometimes that might be something we need to be reminded of, of, ooh, I'd better shape up here. I need to do some conversion in my life. I got some changes that need to happen if I'm going to be ready for that final judgment. I also have had the experience that for some of us, uh, I witness people as they're dying and they're deathly afraid of dying because they're worried about Jesus judging them. And, and these might be people of faith, but they're, they're just scared. And I think that's where it's really important who our judge is. It's Jesus. And Jesus is on our side. Jesus is on our side more than we're on our side, okay? Jesus, who is full of love and mercy. So... I think that's good to remember, but I do think that that image of the judgment at the end of time is important for us because what it teaches me is what we do in this world matters. It matters beyond just this world. Uh, so don't ever get tired of doing good on this earth. Our efforts do matter. Persist in the good. Keep loving keep forgiving, keep surrendering our will to the will of God, keep choosing to be generous with our time, our talent, our treasure. It is planting seeds, seeds that we may not understand how it will grow, but our efforts are important well beyond what we can see. <laughs>